In the book of 1 Samuel, starting at chapter 1, we read the story of Samuel's mother, Hannah. Hannah was barren, and more than anything, she desired to have a child, a male child, a son. And every year, she went with her husband out of his city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. And the priest at Shiloh was Eli, and his sons were Hophni and Phinehas. Hophni and Phinehas were very evil, the sons of Eli the priest, and he would not restrain them. And this caused a penalty to be put by God on the house of Eli. Both of his sons were going to die the same day and there would be no male heirs that would grow to maturity in the house of Eli because Eli would not restrain his sons. Hannah, who is barren, goes with her husband to worship God. She is so sad every year because she doesn't have this child. In verse 6 of 1 Samuel 1, it says, And her adversary also provoked her sore for to make her fret, because the Lord had shut up her womb. And as he did so year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her, therefore she wept and did not eat. Then said her husband to her, Hannah, why weepest thou? And why eatest thou not? And why is thy heart grieved? Am I not better to thee than ten sons? Verse 9, So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh and after they had drunk. Now Eli the priest sat upon a seat by the post of the temple of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. And she vowed a vow and said to the Lord of hosts, If thou wilt indeed look upon the affliction of thine handmaiden and remember me and not forget thine handmaiden, but wilt give unto thy handmaid a male child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall be no razor come upon his head. And it came to pass as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli noticed her mouth moving. Now Hannah, she spake in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she was drunken. And Eli said unto her, How long wilt thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. And Hannah answered and said, Oh no, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not thine handmaid for a daughter of Belial, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition 
that thou hast asked of him. And Hannah returned to their home with her husband and left the city of Shiloh. And after that, her husband knew her, had sex with her, and she conceived. And she bare a male child. And the man, the husband, and all his house went up to offer unto the Lord the yearly sacrifice. But Hannah went not up, for she said to her husband, I will not go up until the child be weaned, and then will I bring him that he may appear before the Lord and there abide forever. She was going to fulfill her promise to God that she would give the child Samuel to the Lord. He would live in the house of Eli, the priest, and do service to God. And her husband said unto her, Do what seemeth thee good. Only the Lord establish his word. So the woman abode and gave her son suck until she weaned him. And when she weaned him, she took him up with her, with three bullocks and one ephod of flour and a bottle of wine, and brought him into the house of the Lord in Shiloh. And the child was young, and she gave the bullock for the priest to sacrifice, and she brought the child to Eli and left him with Eli because she had vowed that he would be given to the Lord. First Samuel chapter 2 And Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoiceth in the Lord, mine horn is exalted in the Lord, my mouth is enlarged over my enemies, because I rejoice in thy salvation. There is none holy as the Lord. For there is none beside thee, neither is there any rock like our God. The Lord killeth and the Lord maketh alive. He bringeth down to the grave and bringeth up. The Lord maketh the poor and maketh the rich. He bringeth low, he lifteth up. He raiseth up the poor out of the dust and lifteth up the beggar from the dunghill, to set them among princes, and to make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and he hath set the world upon them. He will keep the feet of his saints, and the wicked shall be silent in darkness. For by their own strength shall no man prevail. The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken to pieces. Out of heaven shall he thunder upon them. The Lord shall judge the ends of the earth, and he shall give strength unto his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. And Elkanah went to Ramah to his house, and the child Samuel did minister unto the Lord before Eli the priest. So they left the child Samuel with Eli, and they returned to their home. But yearly they went up to worship, and Hannah made a little coat every year for 
Samuel and took it to him. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 12. Now the sons of Eli the priest were the sons of Belial the devil. They knew not the Lord. They greatly sinned before God, for they took of the offerings that were brought to God, and before the offerings were even sacrificed, they took the meat and took it to themselves. Wherefore the sin of the young men was very great before the Lord, for they had abhorred the offerings of the Lord. Verse 18, But Samuel ministered before the Lord, being a child, girded with a linen ephod. Moreover, his mother made him a little coat and brought it to him from year to year when she came up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice. And Eli blessed Elkanah and his wife and said, The Lord give thee seed of this woman for the loan which is lent unto the Lord for Samuel's sake. And they went unto their own home. And the Lord visited Hannah so that she conceived and bare three sons and two daughters. And the child Samuel grew before the Lord. Verse 22, Now Eli the priest was very old and heard all that his sons did unto all Israel, and how they lay with the women that assembled at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And he said unto them, Why do ye such things? For I hear of your evil dealings by all the people. Nay, my sons, for it is no good report that I hear. Ye make the Lord's people to transgress. If one man sin against the other, the Lord shall judge him. But if a man sin against the Lord, who shall entreat for him? Notwithstanding, they hearkened not unto the voice of their father, because it was the purpose of God to slay them. And the child Samuel grew on and was in favor both with the Lord and also with men. Verse 27 of 1 Samuel chapter 2. And there came a man of God unto Eli, and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Did I plainly appear unto the house of thy father when they were in Egypt in Pharaoh's house? And did I choose him out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to offer upon mine altar, to burn incense, to wear an ephod before me, and did I give unto the house of thy father all the offerings made by fire of the children of Israel? Wherefore kick ye at my sacrifice and at mine offering, which I have commanded in my habitation? And why honorest thy sons above me to make yourselves fat with the chiefest of all the offerings of Israel my people? Wherefore? The Lord God of Israel saith, I said indeed that thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. But now the Lord saith, Be it far from me. For them that honoreth me, I will honor. And they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Behold the days come that I will cut off thine arm and the arm of thy father's house, 
that there shall not be an old man in thine house. And thou shalt see an enemy in my habitation, in all the wealth which God shall give Israel. And there shall not be an old man in thine house forever. And all the increase of thine house shall die in the flower of their age. And this shall be a sign unto thee, that shall come upon thy two sons, on Hophni and Phinehas, in one day, they shall die, both of them, in one day. And I will raise me up a faithful priest, that shall do according to that which is in mine heart and in my mind. And I will build him a sure house, and he shall walk before mine anointed forever. First Samuel chapter 3 And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. And it came to pass at that time, when Eli was laid down in his place, and his eyes began to wax dim that he could not see, and ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down to sleep, that the Lord called unto Samuel. And Samuel answered, Here am I. And he ran to Eli, the priest, and said, Here am I, for thou callest. And he said, I called not. Lie down again. So Samuel went and lay down. And the Lord called yet again, Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, here am I, for thou didst call me. And Eli answered, I called thee not, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. Up to this time, he simply served in the temple of God, but he didn't have a personal communication with God. So it says, now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. But with this communication from God, Samuel's going to know the Lord. And the Lord called to Samuel again the third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child Samuel. Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go, lie down. And it shall be, if he call thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood and called, as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And then Samuel said, Speak, for thy servant heareth. So now Samuel's going to know the Lord. And the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do a thing in Israel at which both the ears of every one that heareth it shall tingle. In that day I will perform against Eli the priest all things which I have spoken concerning his house. When I begin, I will also make an end. For I have told him, that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knoweth, because his sons 
made themselves vile, and he restrained them not. And therefore I have sworn unto the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be purged with sacrifice nor with offering forever. And Samuel lay down until morning and opened the doors of the house of the Lord. And Samuel was afraid to show Eli the vision. Then Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son. And he answered, Here am I. And he said, What is the thing that the Lord hath said unto thee? I pray thee, hide it not from me. God do so to thee, and more also, if thou hide anything from me of all the things that he, God, said unto thee. And Samuel told Eli every word and hid nothing from him. Back when I was a new Christian, God used this exact example to show me, whatever I tell you, don't hide it. And it was a very strong example with me. For if you hide everything, God can turn against you. So God used all these Old Testament examples with me to show me, speak what I tell you, don't be afraid of them. Speak it, do it, speak it. He used examples also from the prophet Ezekiel, who had said God had made him a watchman for the nation of Israel, and if he failed to speak, their blood was be upon his hand. And then God showed me, I asked him, I said, is there any example in the New Testament showing that if we fail to speak what you've given us, their blood will be upon our hand? And God reminded me of the Apostle Paul, who was speaking to the elders of the church at Ephesus. And Paul told them every word of the counsel of the Lord. And Paul said, If I have failed to give you all the counsel of God, your blood is upon my hand, but I have given you all the counsel of God, so your blood is not upon my hand. And by that New Testament example, I was sure that we must do this same thing. If God shares something with us, we must share it with the New Testament church. I had no doubt about it when I saw these examples. That is in Acts chapter 20, where Paul is speaking to the elders of the church and tells them, I've given you all the counsel of God. Your blood is not upon my hand. And Samuel told Eli every word that God had given him and hid nothing from him. And Eli the priest said, It is the Lord. Let him do what seemeth good to him. Verse 19, And Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and did let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel, from even Dan, from the tribe of Dan, even to Beersheba, knew that Samuel was established to be a prophet of the Lord. That scripture is in 1 Samuel chapter 3. When I was approximately five years old, we went to visit 
my aunt who attended a Church of Christ group. She didn't live in the same city we lived in, but every time we went to visit my aunt, I went to church with her. On one occasion, I was sitting there with my aunt, and I heard my name called, and I thought it was the man speaking who called my name. I thought it was the minister who called my name, and I stood up and said, yes, and my aunt quieted me down and got me to sit back down. And I never thought much about this. I was a little embarrassed later in life that I'd done this thing. But not long ago, I read this story about Samuel, and I thought, oh, that was God calling me, and I answered. I heard my name called, and I answered. It wasn't until I was approximately 37 that I was actually born again. But God used all of these scriptures about Samuel and Ezekiel and Jeremiah to show me the work of prophets. And then he took me to the New Testament passages. And there are many New Testament passages in the book of Acts telling about prophets and how they worked in the New Testament church. Some people today say there are no prophets in the New Testament church, that we all hear from God, therefore there are no prophets anymore. And that's not true. We don't have to go to a prophet in the New Testament church to find out what is the will of God because each of us have the Holy Spirit in us. But there are still prophets in the church. Ephesians chapter 4 tells us that. And in Acts, the book of Acts, We have so many examples of prophets going into the New Testament church to give messages of God to the church and to confirm the word of God to the church. The book of Acts, just type in the word prophets and type New Testament and it'll bring up the search for the prophets in the New Testament. And you will read in the book of Acts many examples of prophets In the New Testament, one of them is Agabus in Acts chapter 11. You can read about that as the work he did in the New Testament church. He also took a message to Paul. That's in Acts 21. So if you want to read those, read them. Ephesians chapter 4. After Jesus arose, he gave gifts to the church. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and some teachers for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ. That's the New Testament church, Ephesians chapter 4. The ministers are apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And notice in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11, it says he gave some apostles. That means multiple apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers. And there's so much wrong teaching today in the churches concerning apostles and prophets. They say Paul was the last apostle. Paul was not the last apostle. Matthias was the last apostle. Acts chapter 1, he took the place of Judas. They drew lots to see who would be the apostle replacing Judas, and the lot fell upon him. And the requirements for replacing Judas were they had to have been someone that accompanied them from 
the time Jesus walked on the earth up until the crucifixion. Paul didn't walk with the disciples, with the first apostles. Paul was out killing Christians after Jesus was resurrected. Yet he was chosen as an apostle. From heaven, Jesus spoke to him and said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And Saul, also named Paul, said to Jesus, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. Well, Paul was born again, of course, with that word. And he said, What will you have me do, Lord? He was changed instantly from persecuting the Christians into speaking as a minister of God, as an apostle, as a teacher to the Gentiles, and as a preacher. And Paul identified himself over and over in his epistles to the churches as an apostle by the will of God. Why? Because there were many in those days who didn't even believe Paul could be an apostle. Just like there are many today who do not believe there are apostles in the New Testament church. They ignore all of these scriptures and fail to rightly discern the scriptures on this subject. Paul was not the last apostle. Paul was one of the first of those New Testament apostles appointed by Jesus and told about in Ephesians chapter 4. Paul is a strong example today for us who are called as ministers of Jesus. So the Old Testament prophet Samuel, God has made himself known to the child Samuel and put him into the ministry as a prophet. And everybody recognized him as a prophet in the nation of Israel. Though they wouldn't always obey him, they knew he was a prophet. How did they know? By the works he did. How do you know today if a person is a prophet? Well, if they do the work of prophets, they're a prophet. If it's an apple tree, it produces apples. If they do the work of an apostle, they're an apostle. The work of an apostle is strongly centered around trying to turn the New Testament church back to the doctrines of the New Testament Bible. For the churches today, so many of them have changed the teachings of the New Testament Bible and have set up other doctrines. Apostles would not put up with that for a second. So you know a person is an apostle if they do that work. You know they're a prophet if they do work of prophet. You know they're an evangelist if they do the work Philip did in the New Testament where he was taken by the angel of the Lord out to speak to the Ethiopian eunuch and share things of God with him that he would be born again. You know they are pastors and teachers if they do the work of a pastor or teacher. I had a pastor one time who thought pastor-teacher was one office. It's not. Because the apostle Paul said that he was placed in the church as an apostle and as a teacher and as a preacher. He didn't name a pastor. So we see that pastors and teachers are two offices. A pastor might be called as a teacher or a teacher might not be called as a pastor. 
But there's a lot of false doctrine being taught from the pulpits in the churches. And you straighten it out by that which the Spirit of God shows you as you read the Bible. And you confirm doctrine by the New Testament Bible and get it straight. Because there's so much deception today in churches. And the Bible says in the end time there would be strong deception. Jesus said it in Matthew 24. Paul told us in 2 Timothy chapter 3, evil men and seducers will wax worse and worse. It won't get better, it'll get worse. Deceiving and being deceived. And then Paul said, but continue thou in that which thou hast learned. Learned from God, knowing of whom thou hast learned, that it was God who taught you. And he says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for setting up our doctrines and for correcting ourselves. So by the New Testament, we set up the doctrines in the church and correct ourselves and the false doctrines that have been taught to us by man in churches. Thank you for allowing me to speak this to you today.